Organisations are battling to get people back into the buildings, to be engaged, have good well-being, to be connected with belonging and purpose, to recommend roles to their friends. Ultimately, it's all about being productive at and for work. The thing that sets organisations apart is workplace experience. This experience is made up of the physical space, the digital space and the technology we use, the culture and the leadership and the impact the organisation has on the wider world. And the data doesn't lie. We're getting it wrong. So how do we measure experience? How do we fix it? And how do we evolve our strategies for the new world? Stay tuned as we unpick, debunk and demystify and set you up for the workplace of the future. I'm Ali Khan and welcome to the Shape Your Work podcast with my co-host Simone Fenton Jarvis. So Simone, how about we start differently today? How about you tell me about any experience at all that you've had recently? Oh, um, I've had a few recent ones. Um, there was one where, you know, you order a prescription from the doctors. It just doesn't arrive on time um, and you've been told it's there and it's just really frustrating. So I've had that experience, um, which I can definitely relate to. And I think the one from just this week, trying to just work on a train in the middle of a rail strike, the Wi-Fi was dodgy. It was just pretty, pretty poor. Well, I, you know what, I can relate to all of that after um, having, uh, <laughs> having to take phone calls in the basement of the Louvre in the last uh, couple of days. Um, I, I can understand. Um, and, and I think, um, I think uh, I'm going to pause there before I get into the, uh, the state of the NHS, because I've got my own stories about, about that too. But um, shall we talk about the workplace? I mean, what kind of work, what, you know, what, what workplace experience can you tell us about you know, having recently as well? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I've got a friend that started a new job about six weeks ago. Um, at the weekend, he asked me how it was going. Uh, I asked him how it was going, sorry. Um, you know, what the culture was like, um, how he was settling in, you know, the usual questions that my friends have got used to me asking. Um, and, you know, he said, oh, my, my, the culture's really good, actually. Um, we get a survey every two weeks. Um, we capture our feedback. Um but, you know, the only thing that I don't like is the fact that they keep making me go to the office, even though I said that I don't. Um, so no homeworking at all is what came out of the conversation. Um, and I didn't want to throw a spanner in the works, but, you know, at what point did we accept a culture being good because they're asking for feedback, but then they're ignoring everything that you say? So, you know, two weeks of surveys, ignore everything of the actions that are needed no intention to even change the way that the organization's working so well that's a you know simon that's a pet hate of mine that we always talk about privately as well and i i guess you know from the conversations i've been having with people that's a kind of a common occurrence and of course it's going to rub up you know employees the wrong way you know ask them and then don't prove that you've um you know heard them let's I, I guess, you know, when I think a little bit more about, um, you know, the need for change and and what employee experience really means, can we get into that a little bit? I mean, what, you know, what is, what, what is employee experience and why should organisations at this point in time really care about it? 
Yeah, I mean, let, let me talk from a personal point of view now. Um, you know, I look back on my career today. I've worked for startups, SMEs, large enterprise organisations um, for the last kind of circa 17 years. And from a physical perspective, I personally don't actually want much. I want, you know, a decent coffee, the right space for what I'm doing when I need it, um, the ability to escape to my own thoughts for a few minutes and the ability to talk with colleagues about the weekend and that social aspect. You know, the technology that just works um, isn't being powered by a hamster wheel and a laptop that I can carry around without needing to visit the chiropractor. So all of this feeds into that good digital experience. And I think, you know, what I mean from a digital perspective is I want to feel connected to people to get stuff done. The technology is key um, as the, you know, as, as much as the culture and the meeting etiquette is as well. I want that streamlined communications. I want the good document, you know, sharing system, all of them obvious things that just help the day-to-day -day experience. Yeah, all, all, all sounds like really good stuff. So that sounds like a lot of the physical aspects, but can, can we talk about the workplace itself? So what, what about that? Yeah, so I think as, you know, as, as time's gone on and as, as COVID and people went back to the office, I think the key things really are, the location of the physical office um, really matters now more than ever. Um, I think the location is driving whether people want to commute and experience the wasted time, the cost, the hassle, the energy drain and the perceived unnecessary carbon emissions as well. Um, all of this is playing a part, um, but it's also more than that too. And it's about who will be at the office, what work are you doing, why are you doing it, how are you doing it? And crucially, like, what are you doing before and after work too? The location, the amenities, all the social aspects, which enable our wider human experiences are playing heavily in the in the back to the office activities and the patterns that are showing as well. Yeah, look again, excellent. I, I you know, I really like this, uh, uh, this fact about grounding everything you're saying with a human experience rather than actually just talking about it in practical terms. What about other aspects, you know, like, um, for example, culture? Oh, from, I mean, from a cultural perspective, I'm not even going to say I want here. I'm saying I expect, I need. Um, maybe it's semantics, but maybe, you know, expect needs to, means, you know, to look for mentally, you know, whereas the, the want and the need is to wishing for and desiring something. You know, I expect a culture that I feel safe to be unapologetically me, to express my thoughts and opinions, to be trusted and able to work from where I choose. Um, I want to be supported, content. Um, I want to be challenged and to be constantly learning. Um, and I think, you know, I want to be contributing to a, a purpose and to be conscious of the impact that that purpose and everything that we're doing has on the planet. Um, this is where my red lines are, which is probably why it sounds like a lot. Well, all, all of this sounds pretty good and it sounds pretty deep. You, you know, I'm just listening to this and I, um, I'm um, recalling some Gallup research I read a while ago that the current state of employee engage, uh, engagement is actually, is actually quite drab, really. Only 14 to 33 percent of people uh, at the workplace are, in, are, are, are engaged at work. And the US and Canada, they're at 33 percent. And interestingly, it's Europeans who are at 14%. So, Simone, here's a question for you. Given that you're based in the UK and you work for a Canadian company, 
Are you 33% engaged or are you 14% engaged? <laughs> Mr. Khan, are you asking me here to dish some dirt? Um, but like, in all seriousness, like neither of those figures are obviously great. Um, but I do see why the US and Canada have a higher engagement than Europe. Um, I'd say there's a massive kind of the, the macro cultural element at play here um, in relation to, you know, the number of hours work, work life alignment, financial packages, the levels of trust within organizations. Yeah, look, oh, you know, this this is really an interesting point. I've been looking into some of this recently. Um, I, I just got off a call earlier, actually, where somebody said to me in the work that I'm doing at Shape, you can actually fit all of employee experience into that. And, and, and that builds upon this kind of idea that organizations are not really hiring for the country anymore, but by the time zone, perhaps. So we may see some of these macro issues playing themselves out part you know in, in part of recruitment talent retention engagement um and, and and even you know kind of core experience being redefined in the near future uh, another thing i'm thinking is you know one one thing is certain uh, right now is that employees need to know what part they play in the organization they need to get that feeling of belonging and understanding the reasons why why they're there what is their contribution how does it how does it matter what's the reason behind that and i think it's almost ethereal it's going into into their core uh, especially gen z they really need to feel connected to that job that they're doing it's much much more than what it was probably 20 or 30 years ago so 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 someone look i, I in, in short i get it i get why you're always advocating that you know, real importance about human centricity at the workplace. But what's next? What do organisations, I guess, need to look out for and, and focus on next? Well, you know, we know that the better the employee experience is, the more connected people are to the purpose and their colleagues. The more they care, the efforts increase, the better people perform, and the chance of temptation to, to seek for a new role also lessens. No arguments there from me um, at all. So we, and I mean the collective we, organisations, need to go one step further. And for me, it's it's about the evolution from experience to, to human. And that's what's here. Yeah, okay. So so let's let's dig into that a little bit more. Um, can, can I ask you to help break that down just a little bit more? So what kind of things are we really actually talking about practically? Yeah, let me do that. So if you look back um, in all of our kind of work, evolution, let's say, you know, we've gone from utility. So what do employees need to work? And it could be, you know, a chair, a desk, um, depends how far you go back, um, to then productivity. So how can we make them work better so we earn more money as a business? Then it was engagement. How can people be happier so they perform better? And then to experience, how can we leave a lasting impression? Now it's the human experience. So how do we ensure people, our communities, our planet are thriving? And experience alone is no longer enough. How can we deliver experiences that result in human fulfillment, the community, e human evolution, and all whilst respecting and loving you know, the planet we are honored to live on? You know, the pandemic and Russia-Ukraine war have both highlighted more than ever just how we're all connected. And, you know, we're in a system. 
really good point. I, I guess I can see the point why we, you know, use the phrase uh, escaping the system. Look, I'm, I'm, of course, all about measuring the data. And what's obvious to me is that the data points being collected are not just about experience. Uh, I think at the core, they're, they're really listening to this today. They're about being human. Uh, and I think we're doing a good job of collecting this at shape. But for the audience, you can also check quite easily, actually, by looking at your own survey system, whether you're getting a, uh, a good bit of data point that supports in both the experience and the human aspect. So, so for example, as a minimum, you need to be measuring things like job satisfaction, employee engagement, the corporate culture, and the physical workplace aspects. But all of this needs to be done in one place so you can correlate and associate those numbers and, and find uh, the priorities. But Simone, to your point, let's go much further. I think we also need to measure the human elements. So things like the health factors, you know, this is where depression, anxiety, and stress is, is really well established. Uh, I'm also thinking about capabilities like adaptability and autonom autonomy. So, you know, how staff handle being in isolation. What about things like, you know, do do your staff have the desire and ability to attend and perform at work? What about their work ethic and their factors outside of work and their ability to work from home and work from the office or work from any, anywhere for that matter? What about the manager's style? It's not just about the individual. It's also about their relationships. And again, that's a really human aspect that we bring into play. And then I like this macro aspect, but it's also something about the microculture of teams. So, yeah, there's 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 actually quite a lot to unpack. And of course, you know, having said all of that, um, I'd I'd uh, I'd fail if I didn't tell you to make sure it was it had good strong scientific rigor. And then on top of that, to keep it really human, you've got to share that information with privacy in mind all the time. It's got to be done in a respectful and inspiring way to move everybody towards a level of action. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, look, I could literally talk about this all day, um, but we did promise to keep things short, snappy, leave room for reflections, pondering, you know, to allow people to reach out to us after they've listened as well. And, and actually, you know, just a thank you to all of those who have reached out so far. We're really enjoying not only the fact that you're enjoying listening to us both chatting, um, but for the questions, the challenges, the passion that's coming through the conversations. So, yeah, please, please keep reaching out. Um, it keeps us going. And, um, you know, Ali, can you can you wrap up? Yeah, thanks very much. Look, um, thank you, everybody, for listening in again today. Uh, you can join us on the Shape Your Work LinkedIn channel for more workplace topics, more podcasts as well. Um, follow us both on our socials. You'll learn hopefully a little bit more about both the topics we talk about, but hopefully a little bit more about us too. Um, and remember, the human experience is crucial for productivity, for happiness, well-being, engagement, um, uh, uh, talent attraction, talent retention, churn, avoiding it. You know, these are not just an organizational issue, but we should all be looking at this from a human perspective and our part to play. And dare I say, it, there's really no excuses. Um, you know, there are ways and means to measure these things. Don't leave it a chance. You know, go out there, plan it, understand it, and create an amazing top human experience for your people at work. Until next time, thank you.